0: Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord of hosts. Bless, O Lord, the reading of the Holy Gospel according to Saint Luke. Our Lord, God, and Saviour, and King of us all, Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, to be the glory forever. Amen. After these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also and sent them two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. Then he said to them, The harvest truly is great, but the labourers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out labourers into his harvest. Go your way, behold, I send you out as lambs among wolves. Carry neither money bag, knapsack, nor sandals, and greet no one along the road. But whoever house you enter, first say peace to this house. And if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest on it. And if not, it will return to you and remain in the same house, eating and drinking such things as they give. For the laborer is worthy of his wages, do not go from house to house. Whatever city you enter and they receive you, eat such things as are set before you, and heal the sick there and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. But whatever city you enter and they do not receive you, go into the streets and say, the very dust of your city, which clings to us, we wipe off against you. Nevertheless, know this, that the kingdom of God has come near you. But I say to you, it will be more tolerable in that day for Sodom than for that city. Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. But it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon at the judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, who were exalted to heaven, will be brought down to Hades. He who hears you hears me, he who rejects you rejects me, and he who rejects me rejects him who sent me. Then the seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven, Behold, I give you the authority, tremble on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Father, and the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Today is a special day in the life of the Church in which we celebrate the Feast of the Apostles. It's a blessing that the Feast of the Apostles uh, can come on a Sunday. Usually, well, the Feast of the Apostles is not a moving holiday. It's always July 12th. So it's, most of the time it's not on a Sunday. So it's nice to have it on a Sunday this year. The Feast of the Apostles is also the commemoration of the martyrdom of Saints Peter and St. Paul. So it's a good opportunity for us to meditate on the lives of those two great saints so that we can learn from them. Because really we owe the apostles the treasure of our Christian faith. They handed Christ's teachings down to us. We call our church an apostolic church. That means we are dependent on the faith that was translated from our Lord Jesus Christ to the apostles being delivered. us. They handed Christ's teachings down to us. From them we received the Holy Gospels, the letters, the epistles. They laid down the firm foundation of the Church of Christ. The apostles in the really truest, fullest sense of the word are our parents in the faith. By their hands God gave to mankind and to every every nation, every country all that belongs to the divine apostolic tradition. In our ascetic lives, in our sermons, in our preaching, we can't forget that we received everything from their hands. All that we have, we owe to their apostolic labors and to their prayers. St. Paul tells us, Let the elders who rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. So today we are honoring the apostles for their ministry. Their ministry for the kingdom. Fulfilling God's command. And actually, in fact, the church from its earliest days venerated the apostles. Because of the great significance of the apostles in the church, their veneration began very, very early on in the church. Their tombs, which are in Rome, were very well known and Christians went and revered them. St. Jerome, who's writing in the 3rd and 4th centuries, said, When I was still a young man studying in Rome, I would go with my companions to the tombs of the apostles and martyrs. Fathers of the church like St. John Chrysostom, St. Augustine, St. Ambrose, and many, many others left sermons in honor of St. Peter and St. Paul. St. John Chrysostom maybe has the greatest number of sermons that we have existing until today. Listen to something of that he says. He says, Rome has two illustrious eyes. They are the bodies of these apostles, Peter and Paul. The brightness of the sky is due not so much to the sun diffusing its rays as to these two lights of the city of Rome that illumine the ends of the universe with their radiance. And He says in another sermon, O blessed duo who have faithfully caught souls all over the world, Paul and Peter, lights of the church, who daily illumine, illumine the faith, Treasuries of the Holy Spirit, enlighteners of the universe, vessels of grace, interpreters of the Holy Trinity, expounders of the divine word, pillars of the church, great lamps of the universe. St. Ambrose, when he was giving a sermon on the feast of St. Peter and St. Paul, says, This day, brothers, is well known to us and to the whole world, for today is the commemoration of St. Peter and St. Paul. Their feasts cannot be confined to one part of the world. St. Augustine, he says, Although we know from tradition that they did not die at the same time, nevertheless we honor the memory of both on the same day. St. Paul died a year later on the same day in which St. Peter was freed from the bonds of the body and was transferred to the world of angels. So these two men were called by God to do great things. These two men were certainly not born equipped to serve the Lord. But they are two men who were equipped by the Lord Himself with the grace necessary to preach the gospel and ultimately to give up their lives for his sake. First, when you think about Saint Peter, a fisherman living close to the Sea of Galilee, a small province in the Roman Empire, a man that was prone to outbursts, who was weak under pressure. And then Saint Paul, an intellectual, a learned person, a Pharisee who persecuted Christians, even ordering the stoning of the first martyr of the church, St. Stephen. We have here two unlikely characters for the Lord to call into service and to establish as apostles of the church. But the Lord chose them, entrusted them to the preaching of the gospel. St. Peter and St. Paul became apostles not by only their own merits, but by also the mercy of God. It was mercy that transformed them and equipped them to be preachers of the good news. It was mercy that changed them and spurred them on to dedicate their entire lives to the Lord Christ. Even though St. Peter recognized the Messiah early on in his ministry, he sank in the sea later due to his lack of faith and denied our Lord Jesus Christ during his sufferings. St. Paul was like the number one persecutor of Christians and was not even trying to follow Christ. He was dedicating all of his energy to ending Christianity. But these two men both had an encounter with our Lord Jesus Christ that changed them forever. Peter, do you love me? This is what our Lord Jesus Christ says to him after his resurrection. And he ordered him to feed his lambs, tend my sheep, feed my sheep, follow me can imagine St. Peter falling to his knees in tears, feeling unworthy to be in the presence of his friend and his teacher and his master after denying him and abandoning him. Our Lord Jesus Christ could have said many things. Peter, why did you leave me? Peter, what were you thinking? Peter, I thought you were on my side. Go away, leave me alone. But our Lord Jesus Christ showed great mercy, and St. Peter's heart was changed forever. St. Paul, the same way, on his way to Damascus with letters, granting him permission to arrest Christians. And then he heard a voice, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? This is Jesus, the one whom you are persecuting. This encounter with Christ changed St. Paul's life immediately. He began to preach even though there was understandable suspicion from Christians around him. They were saying, the one who was killing us, now he pretends to be one of us. Watch out. Actually, if it wasn't for St. Barnabas bringing St. Paul to the disciples, they wouldn't have believed him. Our Lord Jesus Christ showed great mercy, and St. Paul's heart was also changed forever. Both of these men, as I said before, died as martyrs in Rome during the persecution that was ordered by Emperor Nero. Their tombs still are pilgrimage sites that people visit today, over 2,000 years later. Their blood, with the blood of countless martyrs, fertilized the ground for the church to grow and to flourish. Throughout the centuries, St. Peter and St. Paul have been our living link to our Lord Jesus Christ himself, two unlikely characters who are called to do great things. Our apostles are a denier of Christ, and a murderer of Christians. But an encounter with the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ equipped them with the grace to even die for their Savior. This fact should fill us with hope and with joy. We can all ask ourselves a simple question. If a denier and a murderer can be transformed by the mercy of Jesus Christ, why can't I? If our Lord Jesus Christ called two unlikely characters to be the great apostles of the church, why can't He call me, or isn't He calling me to great things? To do great things in my family, at my workplace, in my community, in my country, in my church. Our Lord Jesus Christ does not call those who are ready to follow Him. He readies those He calls. I don't think we can emphasize enough the work of the apostles and their effect on our lives. We say in their doxology that their words go out to the ends of the world, and it truly did. They took their ministry seriously, preaching to the entire known world in order to faithfully fulfill the command of God to preach to all nations. Our prayer today as we begin the liturgy of the believers should be to ask God for forgiveness when we haven't been as diligent in his mission when we have disrespected the efforts of the apostles by adding our own half-hearted efforts on top of theirs. We should pray that God reminds us that He calls each and every one of us exactly how we are. I don't need to have a special talent, a special gift. I don't need to be genetically predisposed to holiness. St. Peter wasn't. St. Paul wasn't. As we say yes to Christ increase our faith in Him, and strive to be like Him, He equips us. He cleanses us from sin. He allows us to do things we could have never otherwise done. The last thing, I will just leave you with one last quote from St. John Chrysostom about St. Peter and St. Paul. Paul and Peter, the yoked oxen of the Church who passed through the world well in things, taking up the cross instead of a yoke, instead of a driver, the Savior, instead of a furrow, Lay down the scriptures, instead of the plow, the grace of the Holy Spirit. Paul and Peter, who daily gladden the church, the master's treasuries, the inns of the world, the receptacles of the Spirit, those who explain the Holy Trinity, those who relate the economy of the divine word, Peter, my spiritual love, Paul, the vessel of election, and my staff. Peter, the temple of God, Paul, the mouth of Christ, the lyre of the Spirit, a man of three cubits, and who reaches the heavens who is outlined in place and outlines the master of all the world, who proceeded from Jerusalem and around as far as Laresium, fulfilling the gospel of Christ, the long-distance runner, the eagle who reaches heaven, he who fulfills the divine grace, he who witnessed for the Lord, bearing his name before the whole world, the three-floored building leading to heaven, and entering paradise and reaching the master, an incomprehensible throne that ascends, and he who hears unspeakable mysteries which cannot be spoken of, by men. May the blessings of St. Peter, St. Paul, and all the Apostles be with us, and glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.